What's up, guys? Welcome back to another One Nil podcast. And we've got a very special guest joining us today. We've got young Australian prospect, Valley Chesnick. Thanks for joining us, mate. No problem. Thanks for having me. Good. Um, now, obviously, play in the Dutch League in the Netherlands. Yeah. Um, we'll touch on that a bit later. Obviously, quarantine, you being Netherlands, come back down to Australia. Isolation, what have you been doing? Gee, not a lot. Um, at the moment, I've been trying to train as much as I can by myself. Um, so just going down to my old club, Richmond. Um, training on the pitch down there, um, which has been a bit hard by yourself to motivate and whatnot. But um, now that restrictions are lifted, you know, can train with a few mates. But other than that, um, I've picked up one subject online at uni. Um, I had to defer my course when I went overseas. Um, so I've taken up one subject to do in my spare time. And then, yeah, just staying home, staying safe. Any, any FIFA, COD? No, uh, no. I'm a COD player. Yeah, so <laughs> you, you, your brother dug you in that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you said you played in Richmond. Yep. What kind of, tell us about the journey, you know, young kid playing yep. for Richmond. I don't really see it happen that much nowadays. No. Um, just tell us a bit about your junior leagues where you played. Yeah, so I was at Richmond, was my first club, and I was there for 10 years, I think, from 8 Ooh. until 18. Lifetime member. Yeah, sure. yeah. Man, it's a long while. Um, and so, yeah, I worked up through the ranks there, and for a lot of the time I had um, a same coach and the same sort of core group of players yep. from about maybe under-13s to under-20s. Yep. Um, and then a few of us stayed when we got moved up to the first team, the senior team. Um, and after a season of senior football there, I went to Green Gully for half a year um, and then over to Port Melbourne for a season. Um, and moving overseas, my agent, he has a contact in Holland who he works with, um, who knew some people at SC Cambio where I'm playing and set up a trial which was in the end successful, and they asked me to come back for a season in their reserve team. So, you're how old were you when the whole Netherlands stuff starts happening? Uh, I would have been nineteen, I think. So, is that, so one year after school. Yeah, well, yeah. So, how how was that kind of whole experience? You obviously you're still still super young. Yeah. Um, and we know, you know we've often here with the football leagues here in Australia, the academies and all that is really non-existent. Yeah. Um, so it kind of explains like that journey from playing at an MPL club, yeah, um, at Richmond, Green Gully, Port Melbourne, as you said, to then going to a country where you know Ajax is academy, known yeah. one of the best in the world. Netherlands really known for their young core talent, yeah. Um, kind of what what was the first thing you really realised that kind of made you kind of sit back a little bit and go, All right, like I got to, you know, it's a lot different. You know? Yeah. Um, well, the first thing is that everyone is technically good over there, yeah. um, like. You know, even playing rondos at the start of the training, the goalkeepers are good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they can play with their feet. Um, and I think that's different because the culture is so, so big about yeah. football over there. Yeah. Um, one training session, one of my teammates was like, um, you know, did you guys used to like play on the street and stuff like that? And I was yeah. like, no, we never really did that. <laughs> like if it was playing outside, it was kicking the footy yeah. or something yeah, like that's that. Yeah, that's true, that's true, yeah. Um, and so I think that's... The whole, yeah, the mentality and the culture around football um, is one of the biggest things over there that sort of drives the academy and the passion for all you know, yeah. the coming up kids to yeah, develop. Because it, it, re- it really is, from what, like, in the outside, it really is, like, the main sport, football. Like, you do it 
I mean, obviously, no footy, no, there's no other sports yeah. that are really well known. Yeah. Whereas here, we do have the options. Yeah. Got, even hockey is quite big. Yeah. Um, anyway. Um, <laughs> what, obviously, we say the Netherlands Academy is really strong. What's yeah. something that Australia could do to promote like young kids coming up from the young ages? Yeah. Um, I think access is a big thing. Um, whether that be cost or facilities. Like, I know to play NPL juniors these days, it's quite expensive to yeah, play. It's a lot of money. Yeah, um, because, I mean, we've, I mean, we've, we played, or we did stop this year. Yeah. Um, but you hear boys who are good enough, but, I mean, it's, it's a lot of money to yeah, play for right. those clubs, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so that, yeah, exactly. It restricts a lot of good talent to keep developing. Yeah. Um, and then also in Holland, there are a lot of these, like, mini cage pitches all around the country. Yeah. Um, they're called, I think, Crowfields after Johan Cruyff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's where kids go and hang out. They just go and hang out in these small five-a-side cages and just kick until their parents call them in for dinner or something yeah. like that. Um, and so, yeah, that's probably so, a way that, you know. We don't really have much of that here. No, no that's right. Yeah. Um, do, do you reckon, like, Australia could do something like we see in England with a lot of young kids coming through the school and then they play soccer? And yeah. school might the same day, kind of training mentality. Yeah, I think so because that's one thing that like academies do do in Holland. Um, I know some players would train in the morning, go to school, and then it would be gym with the team in the afternoon. Um, and so you know you'd have to get schools on board with it to make that timetable. Yeah, but that's definitely a way that it would be easy for all so, bases to be covered. So the Obviously now with everything going on, the virus, um, let's talk to like the Premier League or the big clubs, maybe you can avoid it where they've got to start or not. Um, so the club you told us just before, the club yeah. you're at, were on top of the seat, top of the ladder yeah. in the second division before right. before all this happened. Yeah. Um, can I explain because I know we were shocked when you were telling us before we kinda yeah. said yeah. just wait. Um, so is there any news on whether when you guys will get back to training, what's going to happen with the season there? Yeah, so the first team at the club that I'm playing at was coming first in the second division um, by maybe seven points or something like that. Yeah. Um, more than likely going to go up. More than likely yeah. going to go up um, with only eight games to play or something like that. Jeez. And when the season got cancelled and it was decided that you know results were void, so... Yeah. They didn't get promoted. The bottom of the first division didn't get relegated. It was pretty, like, it felt like we got robbed a bit. Yeah, that's, that's, um, that's going to be pretty hard. I yeah. mean, to do, play all those games, have and the great success. And nothing then, to show for it. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. Um, so it's pretty unlucky. They took it to court, um, and the trial was last week, but the decision stood, um, so it didn't get changed. Um, and I think now maybe there'll be some financial compensation yeah. um, given that's to them true. as a result, but... So has the club got in touch with you and the other players about when you know they'd expect you guys to go back? Um, as long as you know flights and whatnot allow it, it should be the start of August. Preseason will commence. Yeah. Um, and I'd say that they haven't released the fixture for the season yet, um, but I'd say the preseason would be about six weeks. Long. Do you, Do you think other leagues will follow? So no, Premier League. I think the Premier League they're super keen on starting Assuming, it up again. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. That. Yeah, I don't know. I think there's with the Premier League, like there's just so much riding on it. Like there's so much money in it compared yeah. to the Dutch league, and it's all it's all the TV rights and all that's that. That's right. Yeah. I guess maybe from our perspective, like I 
<laughs> I personally would say just leave it, just avoid it. But maybe from a player's perspective, and I guess at that time, obviously the first team was on top of the ladder. Yeah. Um, has a benefit for you also because then you'll be playing, you know, in the Eredivisie. Yeah. Eredivisie. Yeah. I can't say. So player progression and stuff too. It's got. I mean, it does have an impact and a lot. How does that kind of affect you? Because maybe the first team, maybe a bit more. But I assume there's a is there is it much of a correlation between the first and the yeah. reserves? Like yeah, do you guys well, train together? Um, as whole teams, we never really trained together. But um, whenever the first team needed players in their training, you know, we were the ones called upon. Yeah. So I trained with them a few times um, when they were in need of a winger. Um, is there a major difference between between the two? Yeah, it's it's quite significant. Um, it's faster, a lot faster, faster, stronger, like much less mistakes. Um, you know, one bad touch and you're already under pressure. Um, so my first session, it was a little bit of a shock because, you know, like I think in the rondo, I made two bad passes and then you're already just starting thinking, yeah, yeah, like, oh no. The conference starts to get short. Yeah, that's right. Um, but yeah, I'd say like the speed of everything, like the speed of technique and movement and it's all just a step above. Yeah. Like in, um, Netherlands, it's a lot quicker and that sort of thing. In Australia, we've seen like some people come from NPL and go to the um, A League, and then kind of like just fail or fall off the radar. Yeah. Is there anything that we could do like in NPL to make it harder and more competitive, and make like the gap from NPL to A League just a bit narrower? Yeah. Tough question. That's a big question. Million dollar question. (laughs) I mean, I think it's yeah. Obviously, there's no promotion and relegation from the A League. So there's no consequences for losing. Do you think that's something that could be like some of the best NPL teams starting in the second division? Starting the second division. I mean, but is, I, I think mean, it's the first step that has to be made. But you, I mean, you obviously, you know better than us, you play senior NPL clubs. Yep. Is the, with the ability, I mean, let's say a, like a Wellington Phoenix or someone yeah. Newcastle Jets would get relegated and they would have come and played teams like Paul Melbourne. Yeah. Is the MPL first division really at the level and good enough to... Yeah, I think not at the moment. And that's probably because NPL is really... It's in between semi-pro and amateur. Um, You know, you're training only three nights a week because everybody's got full-time jobs um, or, you know, studying full-time at uni while playing NPL. Um, Whereas, you know, when you're overseas, it's it's training every day at these clubs. and so without that, you know, professional environment and, you know, all the, everything to back it, um, yeah. it's hard to make that step up to the level of A-League because, yeah. the, you know, they've got the money, they've got all the professional yeah. I mean, you, You've seen players, I don't know, like Jayan came from Hume City. Yeah. Um, this Elvis came sober from Avondale. I think Kenny from Heidelberg. Ken, Kenny from, did, were you playing when Kenny was uh, I think... My first year, well, when I was at Richmond, it would have been NPL 2, and he would have been Heidelberg then. Yeah. Um, so I went and watched him play a couple of times. But when Richmond was NPL 1 and I was under 20s, the seniors got relegated. Oh, so when I got moved up to the seniors, I was NPL 2. Um, so I think I would have been a year off playing against Kenny. Um, so and, uh, that's kind of like what you were saying before. It's kind of the example of just the standards not there because... 
either of those three players have really made an impact. I think I don't know if Johnny was even playing anymore. Yeah, um, and I think also Kane Shepherd is playing from Avondale. He's gone to Newcastle yeah, Jets. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. The, the more players that do get picked up from these clubs, well, maybe I don't know. We could see you. I, I wouldn't. I personally wouldn't rush back to play this show, but yeah. maybe we could see you. Maybe we're the victory jumper. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Um, <laughs> just like wrap it up like what's the what do you want to achieve in your football career what's the one goal that you really have your eyes set on the one goal yeah I, I mean a lot of questions but... <laughs> tough ones <laughs> yeah maybe it's cliche but the goal I guess is to make it yeah, um, yeah. and what's that defined as I did, don't know exactly but did you not I mean maybe you can't really answer it but was was the feeling of Going to Netherlands and playing there, playing abroad, yeah. kind of feel like you made it. Or um, it was definitely the first step, um, but because I'm playing in a reserve team, I'd say no. Yeah. Um, like you know, I think I've gotten better as a player as a result. But I think you know, making it into a first team would be you know the first feeling of yeah. you know accomplishment it. in yeah. Yeah, making it. Yeah. Um, Oh, kind of on that five years five years from now where where where, you, where would you like to be at I mean I guess kind of yeah. same question um, obviously with this now as you said the promotion and all that didn't really happen so kind of uh, halted a few of those progression the progressions and all that yeah um, five years from now it will wouldn't you still be in Netherlands obviously I think 21 now yeah, yeah. 21 um, so still got plenty of time to get in your prime um, where, do you, where do you see yourself or yeah. where's your goal to be in five years I mean I kind of look at it in two ways with the promotion um, if the seniors did get promoted then I'd be playing at the reserves of a first team club yeah, like a first division club um, which might be like a better resume thing to have but then also if they're in the second division maybe they're looking to give their reserve players more opportunity for game time yeah um, and, you know, if that's the case, and that's a probably more, you know, door-opening opportunity yeah. than just being in the reserves of a first division club. Yeah. But in five years, yeah, um, where would I be? 26. <laughs> With another area of busy. Playing college. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, where would I want to be in five years? I mean, Liverpool. Yeah, that's, <laughs> no, not Liverpool. Sure. That's, 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 not, that's very, very... Every team on the wing with Sancho. That's it. I see a up front of me, United. Chesnick on the right. <laughs> One year was the managers. <laughs> uh, good assistant and manager. Who's the assistant? I'll be the assistant. Thank you. Um, anything else you want to touch on? Anything you want to say? Um, not particularly. Um, it's all good. Um, thanks for joining us. Obviously, a bit short notice. Uh, make sure to check him out. Keep keep an eye on the Dutch league, second league. Um, thank you for joining us. We've been one nil. Make sure to like, subscribe. We're out. So even you did nothing. <laughs>